on your own. And so the king or his ambassadors of the good kingdom go into the kingdom of darkness and invite and help people come into the kingdom of light. That's the paradigm or vision that the church is giving us today. Perhaps I could make it a little bit more modern. This may not be a perfect analogy because my understanding of history and world affairs is limited. But we do see very much in our world today a very brutal war with Russia attacking Ukraine. And if we can trust what most of us are seeing on the news, the atrocities are so bad hard to imagine how members of the kingdom could do this on others. We had a theology on tap a few months back where we talked a little bit about it. And some of the things came up that I really hadn't considered. When we live in a kingdom that is perpetuating such evil, it's easy not to see the big picture. Sometimes it's our ignorance and the news that they see is clearly different than the news we see. But there's much more to it. When we live in a kingdom that's dominated by a personality that seeks to do their will, from the very earliest ages, there's violence perpetuated on people. There's domination. There's intent to get people to go along with the program. And it's a matter of life and death. And so people become blind and become a slave, if you will, of another power. Now again, my analogies are imperfect. We are born into a world that has many powers that seek to dominate us and to do its own will, using us by keeping us blind or ignorant to go along with the program. Jesus comes into our world as light in the darkness to teach us the right way and invite us to live in that kingdom of light. So as not to be enslaved so as not to be dominant, so as to live in his love and goodness the benevolent kingdom, but also to help others make that transition from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. The gospel passage today gives us a powerful image. It's actually a passage that's one of the options for funerals, but I have never found a funeral fam- a family yet who's chosen this gospel. Maybe you can do different one day. But the reality that Jesus comes into our world amongst humanity and is crucified. The powers of the world fear him. The soldiers fear him. The criminals on the one side revile him. But yet, the one on the other side somehow sees this person as different. 
that we are suffering the consequences of our own sins. The suffering and death in the world is a consequence of our actions. And our just punishment is to endure those consequences. But there is one who's come into the world who did not wish for those consequences to be part of his kingdom and wants to lead us back to the kingdom of life. And so almost like a lifeline come down from heaven, a rope, we have the opportunity to escape the kingdom of darkness and live in the kingdom of life. And it might seem like there's two kingdoms, a good versus evil. And in a way that's true, but it really in reality isn't. The reason why it says kingdom of light and kingdom of darkness is because there's only one kingdom. Light overcomes the darkness. Either God, who is sovereignty over all, including the fallen angel, things seen and unseen, and God, who is love, calling us into that kingdom. And nothing can overcome that darkness is simply the absence of truth. We are born blind. We are born ignorant into the darkness. And we're called to come into the light. Jesus is the way. He's offered to us. Why is it perhaps that that criminal is able to see that? I don't know the answer to that. But I do know that it's sometimes in the midst of our suffering that we recognize what we have done and the consequences of many of our ignorant or sinful actions that cause great suffering. And finally, we come to a point where we're willing to reach out for salvation. And Jesus, if you're real, if you can help, help me. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Make me a kingdom of that love. And when we make that prayer, when we come to that recognition, God acts powerfully and lifts us away into that kingdom, helps us leave behind those things that enslave us and trap us, our addictions, our desire for power, wealth, security, love, falsehood, whatever it may be that's holding us back. And that Christ is still present to us today. Can we use it? This is his crucifixion, life, death, and resurrection. That lifeline is still here. And that lifeline is still here. The members of this church are sharing with us the way to the kingdom of life. The world said, why doesn't he come down from that cross if he truly is all-powerful? Today the world still cries out, why doesn't he intervene and do something if he is all-powerful? struggle with that, and we don't have a good answer on it. But what we see is that Christ did not come down from that cross. It's not that he couldn't have. When Paul tells us he's king of the universe, all things created through him, all things for him, all things held together by him. But he endured death and went down into the realm of the dead and even preached to those who had died before him. Before he was risen, he shares with us now the rain from heaven. He calls us to our members of this church to continue his mission to bring him to us 
or just like in the days of slavery when there was an underground railroad and people tried to escape slavery to go to freedom. There is still an underground railroad in the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. It is the pathway to disciples. And this vision and this pathway is what we are introducing as our new pastoral plan for the parish. The underground railroad is the pathway to discipleship, to discover the light from amongst the darkness, to learn how to follow that light in the next step, to grow as we learn how it applies to our life and which path we should take in life, but then to share. Once we have traveled that path ourselves, we're called to help others to travel that path. We're called to be conductors of the underground railroad. The vision statement about this parish is like a station on the Underground Railroad. Have you ever gone to, like I lived in Northern California, the BART station, the subway station? And on the road in the station, there's many people. There's a map telling you where to go, how to get to your destination. And there's people there to help you find the way. Vision statement of this parish is to be a welcoming parish filled with the Holy Spirit, called by God, helping others to travel the path from darkness to light, to discover that light in their life. What is the real meaning and purpose? What has been holding me back? What's the fullness of life? Learn how to follow it through words and sacrament inspection and discernment of God's will in our life, and then learn how to tell others and to help others travel that path and share. And share, we will actually talk about the different ways people go to find Christ in their pathway, the different stages that are common to all of us. And we'll try to reflect on our journey and what helped us along the way so that we will be better able to recognize what others are going through and share with them ways to continue on the path of finding Christ. Join us coming this January where we begin the first step of this pathway. Everyone in the parish, whether you've made this pathway yourselves already, we're calling and asking and inviting you to travel it again with us to discover anew or for the first time this great light that has come into the dark. To learn how to follow him more closely, especially through scripture and sacrament than to learn how to share him with others. As more and more of us do this, we'll be better equipped to help those who come into the church, churches, to help those in our families who've fallen away, to help those that work for our friends who are still searching for life. And so let us join the path on the way to disciples. Pathway to freedom, to life, starting again.